Good evening, investors. I hope you had a great Tuesday and welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, we make daily recaps, keeping you up to date on the market. If that sounds way easier than reading countless articles, hit the subscribe below so you don't miss out. And now let's get into the recap. Starting off with the S&P 500, the index closed the day up 7 tenths of a percent to a price of $4,369. 10 of the 11 sectors closed the day higher as popular inflation metric CPI came in at its lowest rate in nearly two and a half years. The market is now pricing in a 95% chance that the Federal Reserve will decide to leave rates unchanged tomorrow. This is compared to the just 80% chance that was priced in yesterday. Tune in tomorrow to see if the speculators are right and what that will do to the market. Today, when the Central Bank of China decided to cut rates, investors looked to purchase commodity companies as the decision will stimulate demand and development in the world's second largest economy. Therefore, of the 11 sectors tracked in the S&P 500, the best performing was materials, up 2.32% at the close. Copper producer Freeport McMorin was up 5.3% and chemical companies Lind and Albemarle were up 3.1% and 4.7% respectively. Lastly, the best performing stock in the sector was Steel Dynamics, which was up 6% to a price of $107.10 at the close. Going to individual companies, mid-sized regional bank Comerica was the best performing stock in the S&P 500 closing the day up 6.4% to a price of $43.65. The institution announced today at the 2023 Morgan Stanley U.S. Financials Payments and CRE Conference that they will be winding down their mortgage banker finance operations. This operation had Comerica warehousing mortgage loans on their books until they were able to sell them to the end market in an MBS. The company plans to let these run off their books organically, and the process should be done by the end of this year. This is expected to increase their loan-to-deposit ratio, generally making the bank more solvent and less risky. Looking to other news, a federal judge in California has paused Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard, a ruling that will hold both companies apart until five days after their June 22nd hearing. The only reason that a judge stepped in is because the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, is challenging the deal but lacks the authority to order a pause. Lastly, it should be noted that UK regulators are challenging the deal in court as Microsoft has appealed their previous ruling of a veto earlier this year. In the continued exodus of the Bay Area, Major San Francisco mall operator Westfield has stopped paying its $558 million mortgage, relinquishing all ownership of the largest mall in SF to its creditors. Westfield has seen sales decline by roughly $157 million in the last three years, as major tenants, including Nordstrom, have left the mall, leaving 45% of the units unleased. Many of these departures from the mall were due to San Francisco's growing crime rate, making these stores and Westfield have to increase security, write off more products, and ultimately operate at a loss. Today, Congress has asked Janet Yellen and the Treasury to prepare for a situation where China dumps all of their U.S. Treasury bonds, valued at roughly $850 billion. While a situation like that would significantly damage both countries, it is not incredibly unlikely to happen. 
Over recent months, we have seen increasingly aggressive actions from China, and the rumors that they may soon invade Taiwan continue to grow. As a response to these factors, there has been a push to decouple ourselves from our eastern counterpart. The cost this would have to the U.S. government is hard to estimate, but it would significantly diminish the value of their debt and therefore their ability to borrow. Moving to more lighthearted news, Netflix announced a plan to soon pursue live sports, which would allow them to better compete with Disney and their Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus offering, which does include an option for live sports. Shares of Netflix jumped 2.8% today on the news. The original streaming company also announced that they will be branching out operations by opening a pop-up restaurant in LA called Netflix Bites. The eatery will feature a menu from acclaimed chefs that star in popular Netflix shows like Iron Chef and Chef's Table. Lastly, after Disney released its disappointing numbers for Little Mermaid, the entertainment giant updated its film release schedule, including major delays to the new Avengers, Star Wars, and Avatar films. While Little Mermaid grossed over $400 million, the initial production cost of roughly $250 million was granted on the expectation that the film would do anywhere from $500 to $750 million in its opening week. For our top story of the day, we will discuss the arrest of former President Donald Trump, who is now the first ever former president to be tried in federal court. Trump has been charged with 37 felony counts all pertaining to his handling and misuse of classified documents. 31 of these charges fall under the Espionage Act, including willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy to obstruct justice, and a scheme to conceal evidence. In order for this to be a recap and not a full-length documentary, I'll be keeping the following timeline brief. Essentially, way back in February of 2022, the National Archives and Records Administration sought out an investigation after Trump had returned documents he was storing in Mar-a-Lago. These documents seem to have been intermixed, unfolded, and generally scattered about with some pages missing. After months of stalling and an FBI raid, the former president handed over 27 boxes of classified information, but didn't allow the FBI to look through them, saying he doesn't want anyone to look through his boxes. In September, Florida U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon granted Trump's request for an outside review by a quote-unquote special master. This decision was reversed by the 11th Circuit in December, and the DOJ was finally able to use the seized evidence to form a federal case against Donald Trump. Last week, on June 8th, he was officially indicted by a Miami grand jury, and after making his court appearance today, the former president was able to leave as the judge ruled him to not be a flight risk. Since there is truly no need for a mugshot, all they did was get his digital fingerprint and a trial is expected to take place in early 2024. Thank you for watching Econ Recaps and we hope you have a great night. Cheers.